Barefoot. You are listening to the Barefoot Comedy Podcast. This is a weird episode. Mike Malone, I love it. Super fun, super funny. This guy's so talented, just ridiculous. But before we get into that, let's talk about our sponsors. Thank you to ForMyCard.com. Thank you to uh, our other sponsors. Camera West for the equipment. The Roadcaster Pro that I'm using. Man, thanks, Camera West. You guys are the best. Go to CameraWest.com for all your camera needs. High-end stuff. We're talking like Leicas and whatnot. This is seriously one of my favorite sponsors. Are you ready for this? Gracie Jiu-Jitsu Savannah. They sponsor everything I do. Um, Gracie Jiu-Jitsu Savannah, the best place in the world to train the best martial art in the world. If you really want to learn Jiu-Jitsu, buy a plane flight and come to Savannah and learn it from James Finizio. He's a Pedro Sauer black belt. Unbelievably off the chain. Best framing, best little details to the, the jiu-jitsu that you learn with that guy, then it's going to take everything to the next level for you, no matter where you're at. He can be a black belt and go, what? What? I could have known this. Thank you to uh, my wife. Yeah. Thanks, wife. All the all the tolerance. <laughs> and thanks to my guest, Mr. Mike Malone. Um, comedian Mike Malone. Performing at places on his website. Check him out at MaloneComedy.com and enjoy this conversation with Mr. Mike Malone. And then I get lucky. Strangest podcast I've ever been on. Can I just say that? Welcome. (laughs) (laughs) This is uh, Mike Malone and Colin Moulton late at night. I already warned you. I don't want to do this. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not forcing you into this. He made me do this. I said. Mike made me do this. We don't have to do. This is dumb. I can't. We shouldn't do this I at can't all. It's even. too late at night, and we can't use the Bluetooth because we can't hear. <laughs> we were going to talk to somebody on the phone on Bluetooth. You are such headphones. a negative Nancy. I had too many chips, and now I'm unhappy. <laughs> it's the opposite of hangry. I'm, yeah, I'm I, hangover. I'm yeah. hunger over. <laughs> where I'm hungover on chips. I ate so many chips in my Why? body. Why would funny. you do that? Because they were so tasty. You should have some wasabi nuts in <laughs> a fucking oh, trap you got over there. That was funny, dude. Mike just grabbed a bunch of almonds that I bought, and they're sm- they're smoky almonds, but they they have wasabi on them. And oh, he had man. no idea what the, that that was even a no. thing until he ate two of them. <laughs> I was expecting got salt. Super serious. <laughs> Started running around the apartment. I was like, "What is this?" Yeah. I've never really felt funny. like this. Is this love? I've never felt like this before. <laughs> is, this, is this love and understanding? <laughs> it burns. Yeah, so we've had a bad snack night. <laughs> well, I had to rebuy all the snacks that you already bought. So I <laughs> knew Mike was coming and was super excited yeah. about having Mike here hanging with me and my buddy. And so I went out and I bought a chicken <laughs> and I bought a watermelon and I bought Mike's white, by the way, <laughs> <laughs> went off the rails there, but I bought a, uh, I bought a, a, one of those rotisserie chickens and I bought a yeah. watermelon, a bunch of fruit. I bought plums and, uh, avocados. Yeah. And, white people shit. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, peaches. It started real black kiwis, then got real white. <laughs> kiwis and pineapple. I even bought a pineapple. And yeah. I bought salad because I was like, oh, he likes salad. And like, he'll eat salad. So I thought, I'm going to get some salad stuff. Yeah. And then I bought tortillas and I bought yeah. 
refried beans and rice. I thought we could make some tacos with a rotisserie chicken. I got all kinds of options for this guy. I'm here for two days. I spent $179 <laughs> on groceries. And Mike shows up and goes, hey, can we go to Kroger? I want to get this pre-made salad thing and a little fruit cup. And he bought exactly what I was going to make him, only pre-packaged. And I'm like, dude, I got this stuff. You're like, well, I'm going to just get it just in case yeah. you don't have it. Yeah, that's how I roll. I have no food trust. I don't oh, trust anybody. Organic. Too, like organic stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just had wasabi nuts, homie. I don't yeah, trust yeah, any food so you're bringing around. Everything you buy is hot. Yeah, I do. Chips, I, I hot. Do. Yeah, I do eat a lot nuts, of spicy hot. stuff. I do eat a lot of spicy yeah, stuff. Yeah, I don't. What is that? I'm the opposite of spicy. Why do I'm you I'm so suppose? mellow. Why am I talking to you like a politician? I don't know. You have your hand <laughs> out. A weird hand. Yeah, yeah. You look like you're about I'm to so make mellow. a policy point. Yeah. So why why do you suppose some people like spicy and some people don't? Uh, I didn't grow up. I didn't grow up with it. I think it's conditioning. Oh really? Yeah. You just had mayonnaise. <laughs> yeah, I grew up in Ohio. How'd you a know? Lot of mayonnaise. <laughs> a lot of mayonnaise. Is that the state food? <laughs> my mom. My mother didn't make a lot of. She made like five different things. She really? would make like meatloaf, hamburgers, spaghetti, stuff like that. Like very basic things. I never had rice until I was 26 years How's old. How's she doing? <laughs> <laughs> I did this to my son of bitch. <laughs> oh, she's dead. Thanks for bringing that up, Colin. Thanks for bringing it up, man. I appreciate it. <laughs> hey, let's call. Oh, no. We can't, can't. call her. Um, so... <laughs> Get her side of the story. Oh, no. <laughs> God. Okay. Right in the feels. First you set my mouth on fire, and then you break my heart. Uh, so, uh, yeah. are you crying? Is it the wasabi? No, it's the dead mom's. I can't figure out. <laughs> I can't figure out. Is it wasabi, wasabi nuts? Is it D's nuts <laughs> or dad <laughs> dick? <laughs> Safety. Oh, all right. <laughs> this is a, this is a fucking train safety. wreck around here. We're doing safety doorknob. This is a safety doorknob weekend. It if is. you don't know what that is, look it up. I'm not gonna tell you. <laughs> so uh, I like this podcast. There's mystery to it. Oh, that'd be a cool. Uh, you know what? That'd be a really cool podcast. Just inside safety jokes. Doorknob. Oh. Safety doorknob. <laughs> Call podcast safety doorknob. I don't think Dude, that's a good you don't think so. <laughs> Well, you wouldn't have to do it the whole time, but I'm just saying it'd be yeah. like a thing. I'm doing yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, well, that's something you can do. I'm going to do it. Anyways. And I'm not going to use headphones or anything. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so your mom. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it was just, yeah. So, I, I, I never had, my mom didn't like Chinese food. So, we never had, I, I didn't have Chinese food until I was in my late 20s. The first time I had Chinese yeah, food. Yeah, I remember that about you when I met you. Yeah. <clears throat> you were like, you would. Look I didn't at me trust funny it because my mom didn't trust foods. it. Yeah. My mom would be like, we're not eating Chinese food. She didn't like it. Yeah. So I thought something was wrong with Chinese food. So I did, you know, yeah. I didn't fuck with it. And then I yeah. try it. I'm like, well, this is incredible. Yeah. This is, this is phenomenal exactly food. It's exactly what I wanted. It's exactly what I yeah. wanted. <laughs> never, never too spicy. Uh, yeah, Mediterranean food. Never had it. Uh, anything. Anything anything culturally above Taco Bell. Yeah. Not my wheelhouse. Wow. Uh, that's how I grew that's up for the first like 25, 26 years of my life. And then, you know, you meet somebody and you fall in love and they're like, what are you eating? And you're like, I don't know. <laughs> and they're like, try this. And you're like, oh, it's really good. <laughs> and that's, you know. I always think food is very romantic. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You can put your dick in most of it. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. Because I rub my penis on it. 
And so it's very romantic. I do it in low light because yeah. if you do it in full lighting, it's more clinical. Yeah, that's like more if like, you have all the lights on. That's where the term experimenting comes from. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, because you have the yeah all the lights, lights are on. Like, oh, I'm experimenting. Yeah, and then you rub your yeah with your the light with the lights dim. Whatever, so whatever genitalia you now have. you just now you're making yeah. love to that watermelon. If the lights are dim, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, you, yeah, yeah well, yeah. plus it's too dark to write down the data, what you've learned. Who? But for me, <laughs> initially, data. how it started was just through experimentation. But true. Yeah. True experimentation where I was recording the data. So I would rub my genitalia on the food and then I would record the feelings, the textures, mm-hmm. the outcome, of course. The so income. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, and then once I lowered the lights, I found it hard to record the data. Can so I, that's safety. So that became Can I share another inside uh, joke with you and hope maybe it'll uh, Yeah. Maybe you would take this with you along with safety and doorknob. Yeah. Uh Faber and I, uh, Faber and I were watching this porno. Faber's uh, Mike's gay lover. <laughs> Faber's my best from friend puberty. from high puberty school. From uh, we grew up together. He's he's one of my best friends. We he, we started doing stand up together. He's actually the guy who got me into stand up comedy and all that yeah, stuff. He's a remarkably funny person. He's so way. fucking. Yeah, funny. I had a blast. I'm mad at him how funny he is sometimes. The other night, the other day in the pool, a plane goes over the flies over the pool, and he goes, "Hey." Hey, like all excited towards me. And I'm like, yeah. And he, he's being gleefully happy. Like if you see Faber, he's got this million yeah. dollar smile. It's, a, a, it, it's yeah. ear to ear. It's like he's got two faces. Yeah. It's a cartoon. In one. There, there's yeah. like a top part of his face and a bottom part. The and smile they can have two different so emotions big. at one time. It's awesome. So he's got this big grin. He's like, hey, hey. And I'm like, yeah. And then he points up at the plane. Right. And I look up and then he waves at it and then does the trucker honk. <laughs> <laughs> I've been doing it hilarious. all week. It's hilarious. <laughs> Anyways, so we're we're uh, we're we're in our early twenties. We're living with my buddy Jay. Uh, he's another comic, and uh, Faber had just gone through this this wicked divorce, his first one, and uh, uh, and uh, he's, you know, and so we're all hanging out in the house. We're all living with my buddy Jay, and uh, there's this porn that we uh, would watch separately, but we would talk about it called Milf Hunter. So you, he would watch it, and then he'd be like, "Okay, your turn." And you no, 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 no. I'm just saying, like when you uh, watch, when you were talking about porn, you're like, the hey, what would you like? And you're like, "Well, no, there's this girl, you know, Lexus, Texas, or whatever." And yeah, you know, you yeah. talk porn and this, and so we're talking porn. And he's like, "You have you seen this Milf Hunter guy?" And I'm like, "Milf? What's a Milf?" milf so there was this guy with red hair. He's kind of short, stocky guy, and he was called the Milf Hunter, and it was a series. Really? <laughs> he would go out and, you know, quote unquote, meet these women out in public, and then he would talk them to coming back to his house. He's milfs, and yeah. uh, and you know, older he's ladies, the Milf Hunter. So he's we uh, loved this dude because he had a sense of humor to him. He was always like talking at the camera and shit. And like, so there's this one porn where he is, uh, he's with this, uh, this old Miss Milf and uh, she's not, she's like dumb as rocks. And he's just keeps like joking around. She's not getting it. And she's just like in her own kind of world. And so he's kind of like taking advantage of it a little bit, just like being funny, and she doesn't get it. Jokes and, on her. Yeah. And so, oh, man. And so, there's like one part, he's fucking from behind, and he looks at the camera and winks, and then acts like he falls down. And she's like, Oh my God, are you okay? And he's like, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And 
No way. And a so Pratt he, fall? Yeah, he's doing That's shit like that. Awesome. And in the middle of the porno. Yeah. And so he's just doing shit like that during and we're fucking dying, right? And uh and so there this is this is our this is my favorite. He uh he goes for the big finish, you know, and uh she goes to 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 blow him and she's touching herself while she's blowing him. And she goes, and he and he's like, oh, oh, I'm almost there. And she goes, I'm coming. And he, he looks at the camera and goes, she's coming. It's <laughs> <laughs> so Faber and I have taken that with us. And oh, yeah, so whenever we, we seem sh- shocked, or we're like, she's coming. <laughs> <laughs> what? What? <laughs> she's coming. <laughs> It's so yeah. great. So that's the inside joke. <laughs> that's the inside right, joke. I'll take that, that one too. Yeah, you're going to have that. Perfect. I like safety doorknob. <laughs> it's my new favorite. Yeah. My new favorite. It's a fun game. Yeah, it's really I fun. I got punched earlier. <laughs> sure my did. favorite thing that we were doing yesterday was when we were talking about oh, when he's like, I just love eating pussy. I just love it. When you, you stroke the <laughs> shaft of it and then you like cup the balls just right. <laughs> And then she's like, yeah, bro. And you're like, fuck, yeah. Right? The pussy it. balls, yeah. yeah. Yeah, she loves it. She loves it so much, she's going, yeah, get it, bro. You know what I mean? Uh, I know I favorite, was having a blast for that. Favorite told you this story, but I'm going to tell it on here because it's such a great story. Yeah. And uh, um, so I have another buddy named Justin Foster and uh, creepy, just a creep. Like, definition of creep. Like, he fucked a girl in a coffin one time. What? Like, he's a creep. Wow. So funny. He's so fucking funny. And um, so anyway, so Justin would do this thing when he would meet uh, uh, new men, you know, uh, in your little circle of friends. Yeah. Like, oh, hey, this is Tom yeah. or whatever. And he would uh, he'd be like, oh, hey. And he would shake their hand and he would pull them really close and he would whisper in their ear, someone in this club is gay. And then he would kiss them on the ear. Oh, right, right. And, you know. And, uh, so, and, and, got, and dudes are just free. Hey, whoa, what the hell, man? And, uh, you know, it's fun. And, and so, uh, so I introduced Faber to, uh, Foster, uh, one night and I can't wait. Cause I'm like, yeah, you're, you're, no you're not going to out creep. Yeah. No <laughs> yeah. She's coming. So, <laughs> she's coming. so, so sure enough, I'm like, Hey, uh, Justin, this is Faber. Faber, this is Justin. And so Justin, sure enough, he shakes his hand, pulls him in close, and he goes, hey, someone in this club is gay, and kisses him on the ear. And then Faber, without missing a beat, grabs Justin's dick <laughs> and goes, who do you think it is? <laughs> fucking and great Justin moment. Jump back? Yeah, he's like, whoa! whoa and he's like, overcreated. I love this dude! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, then, and they're gay married now. And um, Well, that's what I was... Yeah, <laughs> telling favor as because I, I heard that story and I was like, I think we're getting, uh, are we getting knocked on on a Friday night? <laughs> yeah. So th- that's what I was telling uh, favor about was that I thought that was such a cool, it's so funny uh, story. I, it, but it reminded me of a bit I used to do that I forgot about. Uh, it was gay chicken. Oh yeah 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 chicken? yeah. You know the g- game gay chicken where you like put your hand on your friend's knee and all yeah. that stuff. And then uh, my joke was that like uh, the first one to blow the other one loses, right? If you ever play, <laughs> if you ever play gay chicken, you're like, got you. Then you know how it can you know it can get a little out of hand or whatever. And 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 I'm just being honest. I'm a look. 
I'm married to three guys in Utah, <laughs> but I'm not gay. I'm just really competitive. <laughs> just really competitive. That's but that great. was that was the ult- that was the the end of it. But uh, it was during the the gay marriage debate when when right, before yeah. gay marriage was fully legal. I'm like, dude, I'm I'm terrified because I'm so competitive. Yeah. Now there's marriage. Now marriage is on the table. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this could really get out of hand. That's great. Uh, I was trying to explain to Faber how you and I met because he was asking about that. And I did a commitment thing. Uh, we <laughs> we did commit to a bit, uh, and I I told Faber I saw you at Morty's in Indianapolis and uh, it blew my fucking mind. You were insane. You were just so good, so funny, and I I'd, I'd never it was so unique. I'd never seen anybody with that energy and this and that and and uh, like, that's me. That's what I yeah. Want. <laughs> I was like, that's what that's I want. That's how you saw it yourself. Yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. That no. Energy, yeah. There was a lot of yeah. Yeah. Even that couple tonight when we were talking to, not to get sidetracked, but there was a couple right. tonight that was talking to us after show. Yeah. And while you were selling the CD, she was talking to me and she's like, she's like, yeah, you guys have this similar energy to you. Yeah. And I was dude. like, yeah, it's, you know. So, awesome. um, so I told Faber, and we hung out at the bar afterwards and I approached you and we started talking and you were immediately in this, uh, old man voice. Was it an old man? <clears throat> and so I snap into an old man voice and then you and I, create this scene of being at a funeral and is that, uh, where, is that what it was yeah it was a funeral for a lady in our building that we knew <laughs> and you and i just kept building bigger weirder stranger on that for probably 45 minutes it was a long to time an hour people it was were trying to close the bar people were trying to close and people were trying to talk we were just there, people yeah off. people would try to talk to us normal and we yeah wouldn't, we wouldn't it was fucking wicked and yeah. uh just committing to the bid we had just met yeah i had no i didn't know you from adam yeah, you man. know what i mean and uh yeah that was that was insane and then finally i was like i i got it i'm i can't and you <laughs> and you were cool you're like all right yeah we did it <laughs> yeah, yeah. i didn't know how to get out of it i'd never yeah. gone that long before that was like, great. it was fucking great yeah and i told about the yard sale thing in dayton uh going up or, yeah when we went yeah, to yeah that's uh, right <laughs> Dude, I forgot about that until that I so went much back fun. to Dayton not too long ago. I went back oh, to yeah. Dayton, and they were asking me about that. When did you do something like with it? You know, I was like, oh yeah, we went to yard sales um, and bought a bunch of stuff, weird stuff. Yeah, and then we uh, went to Goodwill and bought outfits. Goodwill, Goodwill and, yeah, like overalls like, yeah, stuff and stuff to look yeah. like weird hokey like like a hillbilly roadies is kind of uh, yeah Midwestern though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were Bjorn. Yeah, <laughs> and Sven or something or what? Was yeah, I don't know. Mid- yeah, Midwestern like old guys, like old key. Yeah, it was based on the Bjorn, the Super Lutheran character that I was doing at the time. The Bjorn, the Super Lutheran, he's a beet farmer, <laughs> and uh, oh yeah, you know the missus has a swear jar, and yeah. that, you know. And then so, they, yeah, and we went up with our shit and we auctioned it off as mer- no, we pretended to be. The roadies for you. The roadies for Mike and Colin. Yeah, and then uh, you were, we were both performing. And we were both there, yeah, and so we had the MC bring us back up. As, came out, yeah, as those guys. We came out, and then I would hold up the items out of this bag that we got, and then you would describe what it is. I remember the the one that's clear is um, the uh, you know those uh, uh, big uh, silver uh, hoses that go for for dryers yeah. and stuff. I yeah, pulled it on your lap. It's a space condom. You can fucking <laughs> space with that. No and it's, way. It's adjustable. It's fully adjustable. <laughs> I was like demoing it. It was yeah, so fun. And the albums. We found these crazy albums. I yeah. thought that was going to be the highlight, but it wasn't. It yeah. was too subtle. 
But dude, that shit was not funny. Like it was funny to us. Yeah. And then what was even better is we committed to the bit. Yeah. And afterwards in the hallway, we're selling this stuff and people are like trying to tell us good job on the show. And we're like, oh, we'll let them know. Yeah. (laughs) People wanted pictures and we're like, oh no, no, we were Bjorn and Sven or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that was great. Yeah. That was unappreciated because Doc yeah. was Doc managing at that yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doc. Was. He did not dig it or whatever. He wasn't there. It was somebody else. Somebody was else there. was still in it. And yeah. we got re- I got reported on on that one because I don't think because I never went back there for years because <laughs> <laughs> they didn't want my shit because it was, was too hilarious. Weird, you know? Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> but man, that was funny. And yeah. I would do that again in a heartbeat. And actually, it would be better now. I think you and I now doing that. Oh would Jesus be Christ! Off the fucking chain. Yeah. We should have done that tonight. We should have done it tonight. <laughs> Dude, it would be so fun. Fine, I'll come back tomorrow. Yeah, I'll come back tomorrow. We'll do that. Yeah, it was super fun. And uh, I, it's very rare to find somebody that you can commit to a bit with like that. You know what I mean? Uh, not too many people. And very rarely can people hang. Because uh, not a lot of stand-ups have that, uh, have like an improv background or are good with that on the spot kind of stuff. Uh, a lot of standups are like traditional writers yeah. and, uh, it freaks them out to have to fucking be in those moments. You know what I mean? What you, you, you get in those, um, those conversations with younger comics, especially where they're like, what happens if somebody yells at me or something? Right. <laughs> You're what like, what are you if? talking about? It's all if. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That, uh, that, that's what I like about favor is that he's, I mean, what you said about comics not being able to do that stuff and commit to a bit that long and all that. Yeah. That's to say nothing about regular folk, you know, like you know, oh, somebody yeah. who's not a comedian. <clears throat> Faber's not on stage doing that shit anymore and hasn't in years. But dude, in conversation. Oh, he's so fast. Yeah. Super fast. He'll stay right there in the pocket. Yeah. Yeah. It's he fun. does voices. Faber's really good at um, his, his skill set was always, uh, uh, he, he could, uh, lock down somebody's uh, impression within like 20 seconds. So he would talk to somebody and he'd be able to capture an impression from them. That's such a cool art. Yeah. I, it's totally, I've never been able to do it. it. He, he can listen to somebody for 20 to 30 seconds and ju- you know how guys like there's some guys are really good at guitar where they can just turn on a song for oh, on yeah, the radio. And you're like, uh, and then they're like, Oh, I can play that. And then just, Play, yeah. you know, how the fuck? And like, yeah, those are the chords. Like, yeah. he's like that with people. He'll talk to somebody 20, 30 seconds and then be like, oh, now I'm them. Is and he'll be able to do it. for humans. Yeah, it's fucking weird. <laughs> um, so, where that came in handy, we would do these old improv shows. We start, you know, we did improv for years. And so, um, we would do Who's Telling the Truth, where you bring a, a crowd member up and the host would ask them a bunch of questions. And in those moments, Faber is studying that person he's watching how they answer all that stuff right gathering information oh my god and uh we would play opposites and so they would sit them in the middle the audience member in the middle and i would be on one side favorite be on the other and the host would take questions from the audience on who's telling the truth so it'd be like all right uh you know Brittany. it says here that you work at a doctor's office tell me a little bit about that uh Brittany merton number one and then uh faber would go and he would be exactly that person he would be able to lock down their mannerisms their voice and he would talk about and then we would go to the audience member and then we'd go to me and i would be opposite of faber i'd either be 
I, I would be one extreme or the other. Like if it, if it was a woman, I'd be really butch and like, you know, whatever, like really gruff, you know, he's yeah. smoking and stuff like that. I would just play opposite whoever was on stage, you know, whoever yeah. she really was. And then, uh, so we'd play out that game or whatever. And so he was, that was where he really shined was, uh, those moments of being able to capture somebody in that short of time. Daryl Hammond does, you know, obviously does oh, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's certain guys, but there's also standups that aren't known for it. Right. That are really killer at it. Like, I mean, well, not known, not, not known, but like they're famous. Right. <clears throat> Kevin Pollock's one of them. Kevin Pollock, like Dana Carvey. Amazing yeah. impressionist. And he's really just mostly known for doing straight stand up and acting. Yeah. Yeah. But he's actually a really remarkable impressionist. Yeah. I actually got my, I think it was from him. Yeah, I got my, uh, you know, I think everybody gets their Christopher Walken from somebody else's Christopher Walken. Yeah, yeah. It's always, one of those ones. It's always third party Christopher Walken. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you never get the straight thing, but he got it from yeah. Christopher Walken. So uh, he broke it down one time on Mark and Brian in the morning. Oh, uh, yeah. Morning show that was at LA for years. And uh, I was, before, it was way before I was a comedian. I was just a guy driving around in a fucking male Jeep doing landscaping with my friend. And, uh, and I was listening, and I remember where I was. I remember where I was That's when he was crazy. having this conversation. I was on South Street in in uh, San Luis in San Luis Obispo, and coming up to a stoplight. I know exactly where I could see where it in my head. And he, when it hit me, what he was saying, he was breaking down the inflections. Oh yeah, yeah. Where where that voice is, and you know he's doing the thing, you know, and he's talking like Chris. And then, and then he brings it down just a little like this. Yeah. And he, and he, and, he, and then he described where those, you know, where those things happen in a conversation with him. And oh my gosh, I that's was like, brilliant. Whoa, this is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, he just pulled the curtain back because I was always so enamored with that. Yeah. And so then I would, I replay that in my head and I would, I did it for my friends and my cousin He did a good, you know, so, so we would, he did a good, uh, Christopher Walken. So we would. We worked our Christopher Walkins together, and yeah. I think it's so interesting too. Like as, as, and I'm sure this goes for other arts as well, but I only like, can speak for comedy. Like we tend to, uh, we tend to just not be jealous of, but but really fall in love with things that we can't, can't. do. Well, that's what I was gonna say. Impressions, and all, you're like, like, oh god, I, I wish I could do that. So amazed by that, and. And I got it, you know, I, I got what he was describing. Right. Once he showed it to me. Yeah. Right. By, by describing it over the, you know, airwaves or whatever. I was listening yeah. on the radio. But, uh, but to this day, I wouldn't have been able to find that no. by watching Christopher Walken talk. Right. Right. You know, what's interesting is they do, um, you use a great word there that find, um, cause that's how they describe it. Uh, I studied at UCB for a little bit and then the improv, they call it finding the game. Like they've got it down to a science now with improv where usually like most improv you study, it's, it's very free form and they, you know, teach you how to take suggestions and cause improv is all about listening. And so they teach that a lot and whatever. And, um, but UCB has broken it down to like, no, like a textbook thing. Like it's finding the game. And you don't, and once, and once you take a couple courses and you realize what that really means, you'll never watch another improv show the same because you're like, oh, they're doing it right now. (laughs) I'm sure it's like they were that Christopher Walken thing when you're like listening to him now, you're like, oh, he's doing, I I know, I know the formula. Yeah. And it's such a weird thing. Once you kind of get that curtain pulled back or you know that formula, it doesn't make it less special, 
but it, it special in a different way. Special in a different way because you're in on it. Now yeah. you're like, oh, he's doing the thing, mm-hmm. and that's that's what I I notice now when I go see UCB shows. I'll watch and I'm like, oh, they're doing the thing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm like, oh, that's the game. They found the game. There, one of my favorite uh, impressions is Daryl Hammond doing Jesse Jackson. Mm-hmm. Because it's almost all physical. Yeah. With the eyes and the movement. Yeah. And honestly, I couldn't, I could almost be watching Jesse Jackson and not know I'm watching it. <laughs> like, I'm not, you know what I mean? Like, I yeah. don't know him that well. I don't yeah. think I've, I've, it's been so long since he's been in the public eye that I forgot him. Yeah. So the fact that this guy's doing him like that, it's super entertaining, even though I'm not seeing Jesse Jackson necessarily. Right. I'm seeing something that I recognize, but. Yeah. yeah, that's why I like that one, because it's got its own character, which now when you see really good Trump impressions or whatever, right, yeah. people that have their own, they're creating their own Trump, you know? Yeah, I think a good impression is not necessarily strictly based on uh, or primarily based on the on the voice or sounding like them, but it's the mannerisms that really set you into a good yeah, impression. Dana, Dana's the best at Dana's it. great. The faces, the the hands, I mean, all of that motion. Yeah. Yeah. The one or two things. I yeah. saw him breaking that down to Conan. Yeah. I think recently I was watching him and he was talking about, did you see that documentary about him? About Oh, uh, what's it called? Um, yeah, I think it's been out for a minute, right? <sighs> what was it called? Yes, it has been out for a little okay, while. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's about his show. and uh, Yes, you know, yes. About, Fascinating. It, it's the Dana Carver show. I think it's called the Yeah, Dana I think Carver. it is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, maybe. But anyway, it's, uh, yeah, with him. And he had Stephen, Stephen Colbert and, and. Yeah, all these amazing guys now. Yeah. I had no idea. I had no, no idea. idea. Yeah, I thought those two came from Daily Show. Right. And they started at the Dana Carvey Show, which I well, had no yeah, idea. Well, yeah, he picked them up out of, yeah. I guess it was um, the Chicago one. Um, oh, um, uh, not UCB, but um, what is that called? Why can't we think of that? Everybody, like John Candy, Bill Murray, all Second those. City. Guys. Second City, yes. So, so he... Um, Picked him out of there because he had seen one of them or something and knew one of the people. Yeah. Yeah. So he went there looking for one person, found the other and da da da, and then got them both. And and then they did the waiters. Oh, yes. Probably one of the funniest sketches ever to be recorded in history. It's great. Yeah. The waiters that are nauseated by food. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And I had forgotten that I'd seen that before. Oh, it's so funny. And I went on this long, uh, trip of watching that at least once a day for like weeks after just it's so funny so the funny. timing of it yeah. i showed it to my kids they were dying dude it's oh, timeless man. yeah that's great and it's just them that was something they were doing in that little theater yeah those two yeah and dana was like this this is good put it do it it's so weird i mean that stuff happens all the time that people get picked out of these small rooms and or this little essence gets picked up and it's just so fascinating and when it yeah when it does when you hear that backstory of like oh that's where that came from yeah but it's always yeah a benevolent artist who's frustrated by stagnance and and they and they go no no no, this is good this is what we're doing yes and they're free somehow they're free financially or they're free creatively or they're you know whatever they're free in free in one way so they go screw it i'm free in all ways and they throw caution to the wind yeah i think that happens a lot, a lot yeah. of time with they artists the price oh yeah 
yeah. I, I think what happens a lot of time with artists, especially comedians, is you have to play the game at first, and then all of your best work comes after that, I right. think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to uh, be on America's... Yeah. America's fucking... Like uh, yeah. yeah. Make me laugh. Make me laugh. Yeah, Whatever the fuck. You got to do that. And then once you do that, you can get your own thing going. Because that's the thing. Like, Dana was on, you know, this and that. And then he got Saturday Night Live. And then he was just like... Which... You know, yeah. well, Dave Chappelle, the same thing. Like, he had a... He played the game for a little bit. And then he... Chappelle show. And then he's one of my favorite examples of this because people, he created a wave of comedians that wanted to be like Louie and they would start out with this gnarliness to them or they were trying to be crazy, filthy or they were trying to be him. Open with your closer. Yeah. It was the big thing that came from Louis CK. And everybody was talking about his technique and his da 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 da. And this is how you do it. And he's the best. Yeah. yeah. You know, but the truth is I, I always knew the minute he hit hard, I had been a fan, a super fan early of his. Right. And when I first started doing stand up, I was like, man, this guy's kind of special in in the way that he does this, that, or whatever whatever. Right. And then I started looking back at the at the material. But this was before he really got super free. But he he always had a little bit of a sort of like Stanhope did in his early days too, where it always he his mind was always in the material. Yeah. You could hear it, but it was like bank stuff, or it was this, or it was yeah, that. Yeah. It was kind of light duty, much lighter duty, and and definitely the presentation was lighter duty. Right, and because you have to do that. Yeah, he had to get on the late night stuff, and he had to go do you know Yonkers. Oh, and even he had to play even these clubs. even guys like Hicks. Bill yes. Hicks with, you know, the Letterman appearances and this yeah. and that, I mean, he's playing the game. And then you actually watch a Bill Hicks special later uh, in his career and stuff, like, you know, Relentless and all those. It's fucking phenomenal. And he got to do and say whatever yeah. he wanted because he played the game at first and did yeah. that. I mean, that's, and that's a, what it comes we're down to. We're in a different to. place now. Oh, yeah. Because of the internet, we can almost blend those two things now. Yeah, you because a lot of people are getting famous for their personality first either through a podcast or Instagram or whatever, they, they are gaining followers through their personality and then they go to stand up or then they do this or whatever. Which I think we're, for us is an advantage. We're in a good spot. I think we're in a good spot. I think we're in a terrible spot. I love it. I hate it. I think it's great because you want to hear why I like it? Yeah, of course. Um, because we have all this, uh, we have a million tools in our toolbox and we're going in the, we're in the same place doing the same thing as all these people that don't have any tools so they're they're gaining recognition right now through these other means you're talking about right. but so are we and then when the when the time comes to really lay it on the line it's second nature to us see i here's my problem with that i don't a i don't think the time will ever come I think that they're getting away with murder. I think that these people that are trying to be funny for 30 seconds on Instagram or a minute on Instagram or doing these, whatever they're doing, and then getting to call themselves comedians and then getting to go to a club and take a week from a person who's been writing for 10 years and doing this to do a weekend with no, with nothing, with just, a phone they did it and they've been doing it less than a year or whatever and they have 20 million followers or whatever like that's not fair that's not good you're looking at and you're not delivering a quality product you're you're looking at it like you're trying to do one thing you're not just trying to book weeks at clubs 
No, but right, they're not taking anything from you. They they are. What? Uh, I went, f- and this is just me personally. Yeah. Uh, uh, I went from doing about eighteen to twenty weeks with the Funny Bones to two weeks. That's the Funny Bones. Well, I'm just saying it's a yeah, major thing, and yeah. and they are going a but different you, way. You if you look at the Funny you, Bone calendars, this, it's all podcasters and YouTubers and this all right, and but that. But let me let me just express my sure. pride in your new special. Okay. Your special <laughs> that isn't out yet. Yeah. That's what we were talking about when I was the black guy earlier. <laughs> what I would do with it, I would fail miserably with that. I would stick it somewhere in my hard drive. <laughs> I was just doing the voice for some dumb reason just because I thought it was funny. But uh, yeah. but the truth is I do stuff like that where I sit on things and I pretend I'm going to do stuff and then I get so overwhelmed by the fear of the failing at it that I, or that it's not going to turn out as big as I think it should be and then I, I don't ever really do what I said I was going to do. Right. So that's what I was joking about. But your special is amazing and it's super deep and heartfelt and awesome and that's all that matters. There's that and then you, you, you could be doing a little... 80 seat theater in Statesboro and making, you know, you do that and then you do, you know, you do two shows at that one and two shows at another one. You're going to make twice what you made at a club. And all you got to do is learn that system of doing that using online. The same, it's a double edged sword. The same reason you have all these interlopers into the club world is the same reason it makes it super easy for you to just create your own venues. You can just do what you do. Find the people, yeah. find those people and go do what you do and do it, do it unique and original. And now it doesn't matter anymore. You don't need clubs. Yeah. I'm not saying, and, and I'm not saying that in a shitty way to clubs. I like clubs, but clubs are right now are on a different trajectory. Yes. So let them be on that trajectory. If they want you, they can have you the ones that you want to do, you can do, and then do corporates, do, do damn cruise ships. Just yeah. take the swear words out of what you're doing and you can do it. They have comedy clubs on them. Yeah. You can do anything you want now. It really is like that. Yeah. I'm just saying the, uh, uh, I, I guess my problem is the, I feel like they're getting rewarded for, uh, I was going to say doing half the work, but doing none of the work. Yeah. It's, but it's, what's the reward? Twelve hundred bucks a week. All right, they're making more than that. Two thousand. They're special engagements. Okay, five. You know what I mean? Like whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Till they're not. Yeah. So okay. Yeah, they're. I'm just, not really concerned about it. I honestly like. I'm not committed long term to somebody who's not creatively intelligent. So right. and no one is. There's no following for that. There will be. You know there will be lots of people who go, we got to go see that thing. And they go and look yeah. at it like it's a circus. Like I, it's a spectacle. I, I will say this in, in, uh, in the, in the era that we're living in now with all of the tools and stuff that you were talking about, I, I, I do like it. You know what I mean? I like everything else about it. I like being able to create and, and put something out on my own. You know what I mean? Because you can now make cool shit. Yeah, exactly. I think if this was happening now and we were still trying to figure out stand-up and creative, right. be, creatively being funny and expressing ourselves, and we're still trying to figure that out while we're trying to figure this out, yeah. that'd be a bummer. Yeah. I wouldn't like that. No. No, yeah. Um, but I, I am loving the creative uh, freedom. You're but. nailing it. <laughs> no, I mean it. Oh, thank you. I love what you did. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I, I directed the special and uh, and hired the crew and, and got the venue and did all the yeah. stuff and like, yeah. I was I was tired of waiting on that phone call. 
You know what I mean? Great. No, but it looks phenomenal. It's fantastic. Well, it's amazing. You. It's creative. And thank you. That's all. That's all you need to do. You just yeah. Do that and keep doing it, and yeah, it all works out good. You know, you've got the clubs you like. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Funny bones. I mean, come on. They're not. They're ha- come on. I, mean, I hate talking shit about clubs because <laughs> every club's run differently, and everybody has their. No, I'm things. and I'm not but, saying just them I, in general. I'm saying I don't even like them. I, yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not even targeting them. I'm just saying with club work in general, that's what's yeah. happening across the board. I was right, just using right. them for example. Sorta. Is yeah. there are more clubs going the route of being like, oh, we we're getting a YouTuber, and you're like, yeah. ah, come on, man. Yeah. So well, they're wanting to make some money, and they're doing it. And that's yeah. great. Yeah. yeah. So do a Tuesday. You know what I mean? Like, go find your own following and then go to that club and do your Tuesday there. And yeah. then be like, all right, made the same money I made last year in one day on a Tuesday, and I'm home for the weekend to go skiing with my best buddy or whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Now now you got a real life, and you're controlling your own. Yeah, and that, and that is where everything's heading, for sure. I love it. Yeah. That's why I love it. <laughs> That's why I love it. I think it's great. And I, and I am so, I feel super lucky that... I don't know. Maybe it's like, did you ever think when you were little and you had these ideas that like uh, something was happening because of you? It was like uh, delusions of grandeur. You're like, things were happening in your in the world because you're a little kid, so everything's about you. Yeah, that's so when my like, dad left, yeah. Right. Yeah, remember that? <laughs> remember that me, feeling? Yeah. <laughs> when he left, you're like, it's because of me. Oh, it's because of me. Right. Yeah, that feeling? That's what this oh, is. I love like. that feeling. That's what this is. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was gonna no, say no, like, I, you know no, what I mean. Like, uh, no, I get, a, I'm getting into I used that. To have a, huh? I'm getting into that more now as I get older and 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 trying to get over things. Like, uh, this whole self care aspect is so new to me. Yeah, and so I'm reading a lot of things about self care, and I'm I'm trying to practice the things and all that. And that that feels like something that you. Uh, that goes into that category where it's maybe, yeah. I, I just it's, remember it's, like it's thinking, putting that belief and faith into whatever you're doing is actually making some kind of uh, well, uh, I was it's progress. really more of a actually of a disorder. What I was gonna say is <laughs> it's called narcissism, it's narcissism or whatever yeah. it is, it's child, child narcissism, it's yeah. normal stuff, but it's like uh, I used to have a bit actually about a uh earthquake that happened it wasn't even a bit i never did it on stage it was a story that i was gonna turn into a bit but it's one of those ones where you're like oh that's gotta be yeah 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 it was an earthquake that happened in la and i had all this family with me it was on easter yeah so they're all at my house when the earthquake hit (laughs) and it wasn't like a massive earthquake but it was big enough that it really yeah everybody felt it it disrupted but everybody's personalities came through 100 percent in their reaction oh right to the earthquake it was perfect because my, I had a two-year-old who's stumbling around, all that. so he wasn't affected at all. My son was two at the time, and he literally was just running through the living room, just like he always did, because he couldn't walk at all anyway. He was yeah. always stumbling, and and then my dad started yelling at the kids because he thought they were making noise and shaking the house or something. Hilarious. Because he was an old man with a cane, and he was like, "Yeah, quiet down," and they were like, "What?" And then my, because my dad was there, my wife's mom was there, and she's always, you know. It's nothing. Oh, it's nothing. You know, no, no, it's not. There wasn't an earthquake. And then, uh, uh, and then her, anyway, everybody had a personality reaction that matched them. Yeah. But the one that I'm, um, that I'm thinking of because of what we're talking about was my 15 year old, uh, niece. And she's, she was hot and, uh, and 15 and she's, uh, you know, on her phone texting with her friend or whatever. And she was out on the lawn. Yeah. And, uh, 
And after it happened, we ran out there and we're like, did you feel that? She goes, what? We go an earthquake. She goes, oh, I thought I was doing that. And we, Ah! we we took it to being, she thought she was moving the earth. Yeah. You know, like that would be perfect for a 15 year old girl to say. That's hilarious. She was rocking around, you know, whatever that was. She was, she thought she was moving her body around and doing. So anyway, uh, yeah. So uh, that being said, that narcissism, that childish narcissism still lives in me sometimes. And I, and I, uh, I, I sometimes think, or actually, you know what? There's a philosopher that, that says this, that, um, so do you, you can't know that the world around you isn't just all your imagination, right? I forget who that is. Is it Alan Watts? No, no. It's a philosopher. Um, Yeah. Alan Watts is a philosopher. (laughs) Not really. What? He's not exactly a philosopher. We're going to fight. I don't think he's a philosopher. I've. I love him, I, I, stuff, but he's not a philosopher. He's a teacher. Or a- here's what you're getting at here. Are you trying to ask me if do I think that my comedy moves the earth? Are you the reason? <laughs> <laughs> the answer is yes. There's earthquake. No, uh, no. I was getting, what I was saying is, yeah. uh, I sometimes look at all this stuff that's going on in the industry and the timing of it, and right. and I, and and it's right as I'm starting to like peek at my ability to just really just deliver. be creative on stage and deliver it at all levels. I mean, clean, uh, club, any situation. And it's happening right at the time when I can open the world up through the internet and put it anywhere I want. Right. And I feel like the timing is like way too coincidental for it to not be by design in some way that I maybe saw it coming and accelerated on my own without knowing, right. trying to get ready, or maybe it's happening in my head because of that and the freedom's helping, but it's, it's somehow related. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I don't feel that at all. No, that's good. That's, so it is me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. I when could... I was turned 19, yeah. the day I turned 19, we, de- uh, we declared war on Iraq. I was definitely your fault then. You definitely the did that. The day I turned 19. Yeah. So I was always afraid there was going to be a draft because my mother used to run kids to Canada when she was during the Vietnam War. Can we time out for two seconds? No. I thought, (laughs) no, 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 19. There's a song called no, 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 19, no, no, 19. So I thought, uh, because this is it, the day of my birthday, going to war with Iraq, I'm going to die. I'm supposed to go to war. I'm going to be drafted now, and this is it. And I started smoking and drinking as hard as I possibly oh could. my I fucking god my early 20s thinking this is it I'm hilarious yeah. I spent a year just blasted god that's fucking great is that crazy that's so fucking wild I was convinced that yeah. it was all happening to me yeah yeah that's insane yeah I've never I don't think I've ever had those moments in life where you unless it's like a I don't know no I can't think of any yeah where I've thought like this is, I mean, I know that feeling that you're describing, but I can't pinpoint uh, a time where I was like, oh yeah, like this. Now there, I do believe in universal signs and stuff like that. Um, and it's a little different than what you're talking about, of course, but you're talking about things lining up in a special way yeah. and the motives and stuff like that. And, um, uh, yeah, I, I, there's a, there's a moment that I remember um, after my mom passed, uh, I was at, I was cleaning out Thanks her house. Thanks for bringing that up. And, uh, 
uh, I was cleaning our house and I, I stand on the back porch. And it's a beautiful summer day. Like it's the sun's shining like crazy. It looks like a fucking breakfast cereal commercial. You know what I mean? That kind of morning. Well, that's a weird reference. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and uh, so I'm, I'm standing on the, on the porch and I'm like, I need to know if if she was still with me or not, if she could still, you know, I, I just need to know that she was there. My mother and I were really, really close. Yes. And, um, and so I started yelling up at the heavens like you do, you know, and I'm not a religious person at all, but I believe in that universal thing I was talking about. And so I'm, you know, I'm talking out loud to nobody like, you know, I need, I need a sign. I need something to let, to let me know that we can still communicate that we can, you know, I need to know that you're still there with me. And these storm clouds came rolling in out of literally nowhere. And it starts to just pour down rain for about a minute, maybe two minutes at the very most. And then all the crowd, the the whole clouds went away and it was sunny. And if you were three miles away, you would have never known that it rained. And that was it. And that's one of those things where I'm like, I think that's one of those moments where you're talking where you're like, I think I did that. Yeah. I think that was for me. Um, but that's m- more of like a universal sign yeah. than a uh, personal progress thing. Yeah. Or personal narrative thing. Right. Well, I feel uh, weird just talking about it because it feels like I'm talking about delusions of grandeur or some sort of weird. Oh yeah, and you can't tell anybody that. F- I can't tell anybody that fucking story. They're like, you're an idiot. <laughs> you made a storm. You made a storm. Right? Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And then other people will be like, "That was your mom." That was your mom. And oh my god, the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. I will. I will say that there are some like weird a- things that did happen with the you know because my my stepfather passed a, a year prior to my yes. mother passing, and thanks so uh, <laughs> thanks for bringing that up. <laughs> This is all a shout out to Brent for you. And so um, for Father's Day, uh, let me let me side note here. My mother and my grandmother would take care of the, uh, the graves at the cemetery of the family. So they would put out flowers. They would go over there and they would take the weed whacker and clean it up. And they would plant flowers every spring. And they would just really keep an eye on everybody over there, right? Yeah. And um, so my mother for Father's Day was bringing over these balloons um, and it was the, it was the first year after Wayne passed and, um, all the balloons for all the fathers over there, she's going to put them out by the, and had flowers and stuff for the graves. And there's only one that said, I love you instead of happy father's day. And it was for Wayne and I go with her and I'm helping her with everything. And she's taking the balloons over and one of the balloons gets away from her and it's yeah. Wayne's balloons. Yeah. It's, I love you. And it starts going up towards the heavens and so it's like one of those things where you're like yeah. how do you fucking explain that yeah. and you can't tell anybody that story because like oh yeah okay sure, and you're like buddy. no man that's that's a thing that's a that's a moment that happened um but like you said yeah you sound crazy and you sound whatever but you're like i don't know i like to keep that moment with me that's a moment that i'll always yeah. remember and, and have with me and then you know whether it sounds crazy or not that's I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. I've had, uh, situations with my dad that like, I felt like were yeah, some sort of connection. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think we were talking about our careers though. 
<laughs> yeah, we're talking about dead things, and I'm like, hey, you know, my career. <laughs> yeah, that's how it came in. Uh, hey, what is this podcast called? Uh, I did a bit like that. Is that this yeah, that's what it's called. <laughs> Yeah, that reminds me of this good ice Every fucking that. Every story you're like, eh, I got a bit like that. I have a con- I have a, a friend who's a comedian who does that constantly in conversation. Oh man. And it's uncomfortable. Are you talking about me? I'm sorry. Anyway. <laughs> no. Uh no, no. Super annoying. Not really good looking. No, no. <laughs> Still not you. <laughs> Huge car. <laughs> you. So uh so yeah, that uh, that becomes a thing comics do. I think when they get older. Oh older yeah, comic. yeah, yeah. And he, uh, he used to have a bit, you know, but he, but he doesn't. He doesn't filter it and be like, I'm not going to tell him about that one. <laughs> he, yeah. he just tells it every time. You're like, dude, come on. We all used to have a bit, you know. Uh, I've got to piss so bad. Can I Is be that honest why you said with you? Time out? Yeah. <laughs> Right, I'm drinking ahead. like four glasses of oh, water. That's why you were saying that. Yeah, I was you, trying to be polite. Then you got up and you're walking around. I'm trying not yeah, to yeah, pee right. all over everything. Just set it down. Okay. We could do this. I'll be right back. Go ahead. Well, it, yeah. It with me? Yeah, no, I got it. I'll take it from here. I don't know how to pause this thing. This is the roadcaster, so we're using it. Um, we're going to discuss, when upon Mike's return, we're going to discuss Mike's propensity for sandwiches. Um, one of the issues the reason i did all the food shopping when mike when i learned mike malone was coming to hang out with me was because he has this strange food thing that we talked about earlier but even stranger which we haven't talked about yet is he started eating subway only uh like a few years ago and it was more than a few years it was quite a few years ago and and uh, it became weird to where it was like every time he eat, he ate or every time I'd call him he'd be at a subway, and um, and I think uh, I don't know he's probably not alone. Like subway's really popular. My son uh, likes subway and he is always trying to get me to take him to subway. But anyway, Mike uh, lost a ton of weight uh, eating subway, and uh, and he also uh, just seems to be pretty healthy eating subway, and. Uh, now he's into this Jason's Deli or whatever, but it's just sandwiches. He's like a sandwich fiend, um, which is kind of unique. I don't know a lot of people that eat a ton of sandwiches uh, or only eat sandwiches. Pretty much like all he'll eat when we're out. Like if you go out, he'll just get a sandwich. You could take him to a really nice restaurant and uh, be like, we're going to Chez Flesnus. I don't know if that's a thing. Chez Flesnus, mais que je and uh, he would find the sandwich. He would look at the menu and be like, um, I don't speak French. What does that say? And they'd be like, that says sandwich. <laughs> and he'd be like, okay, I'm going to get that. You know, he would accidentally find it. He's like gravitates towards sandwiches. I don't know. Which I'm not, I'm not necessarily, I don't oh hate on that. God. I'm. Uh, I feel so much better. Thank does you. That better? Thank you so but much. I, uh, <laughs> Are you talking about my sandwich habit? Yes, but I, I've been eating uh, peanut butter jellies lately, and uh, I mean that's. I mean I love, technically that's a sandwich, uh, but it's not. You can't get it at Subway. Can't you? <laughs> can't not you? not yet. Not yet. No. Have you put it in the suggestion box yet? Every time I'm there. Yeah. Wouldn't that be something? If they had a peanut butter and jelly sandwich at Subway. Have I ever told you about the cosmic peanut butter and jelly sandwich that I make? No. Okay. 
This is going to be great for uh, all you marijuana users out there. It's great. Listen up, marijuana users. Here it is. Put down the bong. Listen up. <laughs> you go to Target. It has to be Target. Got it. Because they make uh, their own uh, food there, right? So they have this thing called Archer Farms. Oh, right. Yeah. 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 So Archer Farms makes a, uh, a cinnamon swirl bread. Oh. You're going to need to pick that up. Okay. Okay. Uh, actually, oh, it's a, it's a, oh, I'm sorry. It's a blueberry crumb bread. What? Yeah. Blueberry now crumb bread. Cooking. Okay. Blueberry crumb bread. Then you go and you get your peanut butter of choice. Write that down. You're not going to forget. You're not going to remember it. <laughs> yeah. I can barely remember. He said cinnamon swirl first. Yeah. And then, so now that's going to be stuck in sorry. your head. Write down. <laughs> blueberry crumb crumble. bread. Yeah. <laughs> blueberry crumb bread. You'll see it. Got it. It's got blueberry crumbs all over it. Yeah. Anyways. All right. Now. You go eat your peanut butter of choice. I prefer the uh, uh, the reduced fat GIF because I'm a reduced fat kind of guy. Yeah, you like reduced fat. Uh, and then I get strawberry jelly or jam, right? Yeah. You put all that together on uh, the uh, blueberry, blueberry crumb, crumb bread. Whew. Let me say, if you want to take it up a notch, yeah, you get some bacon from... Shut the front door. Did you just say bacon? Yeah, you put bacon on it. Now on you, it? Yeah. If you want to get really fucking crazy, you chop up some banana slices, banana slices, peanut butter, strawberry jello, bacon strawberry jelly. on the uh, blueberry crumb bread. That'll, that's called a okay. cosmic peanut butter and jelly. That's amazing. All right. I love it. There's some details missing. Okay. You call yourself a peanut butter and jelly man. Do you? <laughs> so. <laughs> Hit me with it. All right. First of all, let me say this. When I first made a peanut butter jelly sandwich, yeah. I did not know that peanut butter goes first. Oh. So I did jelly first. Yeah. Smear peanut butter, smear peanut butter, smear peanut butter, break bread, smear peanut butter, break bread. And I would force that. This is how Man. this is how dumb I was as a kid. I didn't learn from my mistakes in the same way other kids did. So I would I figured I was doing it wrong. I was unconfident about my own ability. So I figured I was doing it wrong, but this is how it was supposed to be done. So I kept trying to make the jelly first work. The jelly first thing. <laughs> so I, for literally months, maybe even years, I would mangle bread trying to make peanut butter jelly sandwiches. I'm trying to think And of no one that. ever, I had no guidance growing up, so no one ever yeah. showed me. It just destroys the bread. You can't. I'm trying to think of if I uh, if I do that or not. I'm trying no, to think of the peanut order. Peanut butter first, then jelly. So anyway, I learned that from somebody along the way. Somebody else's mom, probably. And then I uh, think I do jelly then peanut butter. That's crazy. I'm fucking so, it up. Whatever, Nazi. So <laughs> you're a terrorist. You're a terrorist. So check this out. So this is my question to you. Okay. Call yourself a peanut butter jelly man. Um, I'm a sandwich artist. All right. <laughs> How much peanut butter? Oh man, uh, a nice layer, uniform layer, thick as hell. Uniform or layer, just covering the bread. Uniform layer, somewhere in between, just covering the bread and thick as hell. Yeah, really. Yeah, maybe e equal amounts jelly and peanut butter. I'll go for that. Yeah. Fuck you. Fuck you for ruining sandwiches. <laughs> that is not how you do it. 
you got, it's got to be thick ass peanut butter. Really? And sometimes you lay peanut butter. Uh, sometimes you lay butter underneath. No. Oh yes. What are you? Little pads of what butter. What the fuck underneath. is wrong with you, Wisconsin? Yeah, so Wisconsin. A little bit of exactly. butter underneath. And some Swiss cheese. And then the peanut butter. No, uh, no, thick layer of peanut butter. Where when you bite it, there's like a there. It, there's like a oh, no. It's like as thick as the bread. This is wrong. Mm-hmm. Don't listen jelly, to him. This is wrong. And then je- lots of jelly. But and do not make cosmic peanut like butter and jelly like this. No, no, this is yeah. wrong. This is wrong. Nope. You've been taught wrong. That's how you do it. <laughs> That's how you do it. That's a Wisconsin delight. That's a Wisconsin. So my my stepmother did three things really really well four because she also stole my dad from my mom she did that well. Uh, she, really, Thanks for bringing that. Not out. really. They just both they both needed out. They got out. It was a good call for both. Of them. But anyway, um, she did three things really really well. She's an interesting lady. Very cool. She um, did she did whites laundry whites <laughs> really. I thought you just just whites in general. Yeah. She when she did laundry, the whites were super white and they smelled amazing. Okay. And no one I had to this day, and especially in my house, my wife does not do my. She doesn't do my laundry. It's oxyclean. You got to put what, a little bit man, of that in there. Something special. No, no, it's some weird Midwestern voodoo. Okay, that she figured out along the way that she would do with some sort of something from something else and grind up. I don't know what. Right. Cow horns, onion peels, whatever. The fuck. I'm telling you, it was amazing. Okay. So she did that really well. And she did the peanut butter and jelly sandwich I just described to you with the butter pads. She did like four butter pads. On oh, man. And then the peanut butter. And I remember the, oh, I still remember to this day that like when you bite into it and you'd see that little strip, that little line, like when you're doing a, not that you're doing a, any archaeological digs, but when <laughs> one does an archaeological you know dig me, and they cut out a chunk of the mountain and you can see the, the sediment layers. Yeah, yeah. You see a layer of butter. You see a layer of peanut butter. All right. So that's the other thing. Now, the third thing, <laughs> fried egg sandwiches. Ooh. How'd she make them? Because uh, I'm a big egg guy. Two eggs, <laughs> uh, fried, uh, puncture the yolk let it kind of so it's runny and then it but then it uh cooks but it's not totally so there's still a little yolk just a little yolk. oh you gotta go full not yolk. all the way not all the way hard yeah like easy so it's fried easy yeah and then but two of them okay yeah and they're folded kind of together to where she would do it to where they were just perfect they fit right on the bread that's the way i do and it. the bread uh i can't remember it was to- no not toasted um Mayonnaise for days. I used to put mayonnaise on my egg salt sandwiches. Salt and pepper. Yeah. Yeah. Mayonnaise for days, salt and pepper, done deal. Nothing better. You know what I do at uh, Einstein Bagel and stuff like that is I'll get the blueberry bagel, I'll get the egg, the cheddar cheese, and then I'll put mayo on that motherfucker. Yeah, mayo. Yeah. The mayo People the thought I was fucking crazy no, for putting mayo on it. That's you were the only other person I've mayo. ever met in my entire life. I don't life. want an egg sandwich without mayo. Yeah. You know what I'll do with it? I'll take it in my hand, I'll smell it, and then I'll throw it right in the fucking garbage. <laughs> and, I'll, and I'll punch whoever gave it to me. Yeah. I'll choke him. I'll punch him, and then I'll choke him unconscious. <laughs> Jesus Christ. If there's no mayo on it. Yeah. That seems fair. That's a reasonable reaction. Oh, yeah. To a fried egg sandwich without mayo on it? Yeah, man. Someone's going to die. Someone's got to die. Someone's got to die. Because <laughs> an opportunity was missed. Oh, Christ. But anyway, that's a 
that was the three things that uh, Sally Toma was so good at. She did all that stuff. Yeah, those. That's three. great. Yep, she's a pretty solid stepmom. Uh, Wayne would uh, put mayo on his. Uh, he would do peanut butter and mayo. Really? Yeah. Are you serious? I, yeah. You just combined our two sandwiches. We're yeah. talking about. He yeah. really did that. Yeah, he would do that. That's and crazy. not like not like the squirty may like mayonnaise. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Peanut yeah, butter yeah. and mayonnaise. Oh, of course. Yeah. Uh, wow. Yeah. I tried it one That's time for him. It was disgusting. Yeah, it sounds gross. Yeah, it was really gross. My mother uh, used to love, uh, you know, she's dead now. Thanks for bringing that up. Yeah. But she used to love, uh, you know, when she was alive, she would, uh, <laughs> she used to love, <laughs> she used to love deviled eggs. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Now she's in hell. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Devil, man. She's, she's a lot of And um, I can't do eggs like that. My, I, I literally, my, uh, so my mind goes, hey, we're about to have an egg. And then when it goes in my mouth, my mouth is like, it's not an egg. It's a trick. Oh, really? Spit it out. <laughs> yeah. And my, my yeah, mouth won't. Issues. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. So I can't, I can't do that. I've tried several times, like, this is for you, mom. And my mom's like, it's a trick. <laughs> Spit it out. You know, my my dad was, my mom liked devil eggs, too. What my dad yeah. was into, my dad was into uh, liverwurst sandwiches. Oh, man, what the fuck? Yeah, he would get liverwurst sandwiches. He turned me on to a couple things. Liverwurst sandwiches, which I will eat. No, I don't mind them. He used to make them for me all the time, and I'd eat. I'd I can't eat do that or spam or any of that them. shit. I like liverwurst. But um, the name's horrible. Yeah. <laughs> Whether or not you like it, yeah, you gotta admit the name is. It the just worst. sounds bad right off the bat. We have liver worst. Nah, I'm good, man. Liver worst. Worst is right in it. <laughs> so, so uh, yeah, that. And then he did this thing. Um, to this day, I do that makes me so happy. Um, when and because he introduced it to me when we were at when we were doing something I really enjoyed. He would take me fishing up in the Boundary Waters canoe area for three weeks in the summer. He did yeah. this a few times when I was really little and uh, when we'd still visit in the summers. And three weeks, we'd go to the Boundary Waters Canary, we'd fish, uh, fish and uh, we'd get a cabin and he'd uh, he'd buy these, he'd buy the can of corned beef hash. Yeah. You know, the canned one. That's like dog food kind of. Yeah. And then uh, eggs. And he'd make corned beef hash and eggs. And then that was what we'd eat in the morning. And then we'd go out and have our liverwurst sandwiches for lunch on oh the boat. Oh, my God. On the Were you in trouble then, on these trips? And, and, <laughs> and then at night, we'd sit and eat smoked oysters out of a can. This is punishment. This I is child abuse. loved all that shit. To this day, I love all that stuff. Really? Because of him. You know, this is the conditioning we were yeah. talking about. You, I love it. Yeah. Corned beef hash and eggs. He'd fry up the corned beef hash. You're not selling me on and this. Then put it, and I'm then, not and then interested. The eggs. That's not good to you? No. It's phenomenal. And and uh, Eat a hash brown, you fucking un-American piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> we eat hash browns, okay? Corned beef hash and eggs, dog food stuff. Yeah. So I, I would... Uh, so now I still try to get my kids to eat that stuff. They won't eat that. They no shit. this, that, and the other. They have their mom's palate. I wish there was a way to intravenously feed my children what they need so that it's not an issue. So it's like, all right, look, hey, get your shot and go to school. <laughs> go ahead. Hook up the bag. That's coming. We're all going to be eating space food. Did so. you shower? Did you do your IV? Okay. 
<laughs> yeah, there's going to be an app and you're just going to be able to. Did you drink your bag of breakfast? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Select whatever you want. It's like those machines they already have where there's like every drink possible is in that one machine and has a touch screen on it. Have you seen these? And then you're like, I want yeah. a fucking orange slice. Yeah. And then you have to go through the menu. That's how food is going to be in the future. You're going to get your phone out Which and you're going to be like, I need fucking chicken. And then it's going to come through a tube and you're going to get sh- instant. Artificial intelligence. UBI. UBI. Universal basic income. I thought I had a UBI and then oh, yeah? turns out guys can't and get them. What is it? Guys can't get them. UBI. Yeah, you can. Oh, really? Yep. I'm going to start wearing condoms. No. Oh. No, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> you know that I didn't know about you. Next week, on, I got a bit on that. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I used to have a bit of a- I used to have a bit on having a bit. <laughs> I used to have a bit about always having a bit about things. <laughs> I used to have a bit on a, a guy who always had a bit on things. and seemed like I used to do that on stage. <laughs> I know I did. I know that. We you... should go through the tapes and find it. <laughs> what were you going to say? You didn't know about me? I didn't know about UTIs. I didn't know about urinary tract infections <laughs> until my mom went to live in a uh, uh, community, you know, yeah. the old people community. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I was having to check up on her, and she one day I showed up, and her hair was all matted, and she was... Uh, Standing outside of her door with her key, and she was, she'd lost it completely. Oh, lost it. yeah, it was gone, and I couldn't. I was like, Mom, you know, she was there, there, her eyes were all wild. I don't know what's happening, you know. She was like out of it, and I'm like, She's lost it, she snapped. Like, this is it, yeah. Dementia has taken over, it's done. She had a little bit of dementia, but she was like rocked. So, I tell the you know, I'm trying to figure out what's up, and I tell the the, you know, the uh, woman who runs the place. I was like, Lisa, you know, I, I don't know what to do. You know, my mom's freaking out. So I had to take her to the thing. Can you help me? And she goes, what's going on? And I tell her and she goes, oh, she's probably got a urinary tract infection. And I was like, what? And so I, t- I took her to the ER. She had a urinary tract infection. Yeah. They're like, oh, yeah, yeah. It happens all the time. Oh, yeah. The old ladies in here, they get them all the time. Oh, yeah. It's very I common. I knew nothing about it until my mom had it. Wow. That's and I, th- I was ready to write her off. I'm like, this is it. She's gone. You know, yeah. take her to the loony bin, the booby hatch. <laughs> Could you imagine, like, in cave women that had that happen? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You like, got to oh, kill them. Look, yeah, put her outside. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> the bears eat her. <laughs> She's crazy. <laughs> I was reading up on, uh, speaking of cavemen, I was reading up on the beginnings of religion, and uh, and they were talking about um, how it started with, with cavemen worshiping things that they thought were more powerful than them. Yeah. And so what they would do is they would eat animals that they would kill because they would think it would give them the strength. They eat yeah. a bear and same thing with people. They would, when their leaders would die and yeah. stuff like that, they would eat a piece of them. And that's where it stems from uh, a lot, a lot of the religions where there's like, this is the blood of Christ oh, and this is that wow. it stems all the way from uh, back in those days. So sense. people that are religious are as dumb as fucking cavemen. <laughs> I did a bit on that. Yeah, did you used to do that? No, I'm going to do it. Gonna do I'm going to do a bit on I that. I hope it works. There's not much time left. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, yeah. interesting. Yeah, super interesting. Do you know about the Greeks? Okay, I need to look this up and find. How long is this podcast? Because <laughs> of shit. It's hour and ten minutes right now. So We will be on this thing for four hours. I know. We don't know how to end them. 
It's so funny. Please. I've been waiting to bust your balls about it. Please comment. Put in the comments <laughs> if you know how to end a podcast. <laughs> Save us. Let us. We'll be here we'll until be, we die. We're live streaming right now. Could you please, someone, write to us about how to end this? <laughs> there, there's going to have to be a fire in the building. We'd still be like, bring <laughs> it. Quick. Is it battery operated? <laughs> We're going over to Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So, yeah, the Greeks, man. Yeah. <laughs> this is something I looked up. I didn't look up. I happened on, and I need to look it up now and research it. But, right. um, uh, so the way the Greeks used to do it, uh, this is primitive, like pre, they call it pre Dorian Greeks. Right. Okay. So, this is before all the, you know, voting. before Dorian, yeah. Before Dorian, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Before they even found Dorian, yeah. <laughs> you know when they were finding Dorian? No, I watched Finding Nemo, but I didn't see. Oh, that was a different. That was a different one yeah, with Ellen. Spinoff. Yeah. So anyway, uh, <laughs> so uh, pre-Dorian Greece is like before Athens and voting and democracy and all. That. It's like back with the, you know Dark Ages, whatever. Right. Know, not Dark Ages, but you know what I mean. So they were like, uh, yeah, before Dorian got there, they were just knuckleheads. But he's like, let's put up curtains. And then Greece was like, Greece was way better, way gayer. At that time, (laughs) at that time, when warriors warred, they used (laughs) swords and hatchets and stuff. And it was pretty darn violent. Right. And they would run at each other. This Um, is called ancient Greece, ancient pre-Dorian Greece. (laughs) I read the book. So they would run at each other. With uh, loincloths, you know, they had loincloths, and that's all. Nobody had underwear. They didn't make that. Yeah. You'd have loved it. So <laughs> they, they, they would run at each other at these loincloths. Yeah. And there's, look, let's face it. There's a couple of things that give you a hard on <laughs> in life. <laughs> one of them is sex. The other one is fighting. <laughs> Just be honest. So... <laughs> So really speaking my language. Yeah, yeah. No, but it's true. I'm a big fighter. <laughs> give these men uh, erections. They would run at each other with because the 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 just the it was titillating literally and physically to to you're gonna die maybe like this is it and, and they would get aroused. They would have hard ons. They'd run yeah. at each other with these raging erections and loincloths that don't hide them. So they're just they're just like. <laughs> pitch and tents and boom their hard-ons run at each other with swords yeah. and hard-ons they're like send the black guys first and they would <laughs> to distract them <laughs> I can't see what are they on horses I can't see <laughs> they're on horses the cavalry Jeez, no Christ. no the slavery <laughs> those are the thickest spears I've ever seen oh my god Jesus the spears on these guys so, so they'd run at each other with these hard-ons and swords and they'd try they would you know yeah, and they would try to kill each other. So everybody's killing each other. Well, what pre what Greece decided they were going to do in this sort of <laughs> is this uh, where sword fighting comes from? The term yeah, this is <laughs> with men. What I'm about to tell you is uh, <laughs> supposedly a true thing that was discussed and planned on, and it became it's part. It's along the same lines as eating the bread of the life right. and the yeah. body of. Do you whatever. suck the dick of a, a strong warrior, dude? No, <laughs> dude. I knew they Greece would is like slay them. They would slay them. They would kill them in battle, but they would stab them. But the, the hard on isn't gone. So they would then try to take their seed and swallow the warrior seed. Yeah. 
and to to take to they would vanquish them, but it wasn't enough to vanquish them. They were going to take their warrior essence and take their power from them by swallowing the seed of the warrior, and so they would do that. They they did that. This is and this is why for years we didn't allow gay people in the army. <laughs> Stems all the way back. This is to pre Dorian so they would take, they would do that, yeah, and they would, you know, and take and take each yeah. other's, yeah, essence of, uh, you know, yeah. But here's the thing that I think is interesting is that <laughs> oh, yes. if that's policy, then they had to come up with the policy, which means they had to at Have some point start it. Yeah, first of all, they had to start it, and you know that some of the guys are like, "What? We're doing what?" You're like, you know, all right, you know, so like, it's right, bad well, enough you got drafted. Geez, now. Okay, yeah, no. <laughs> But also, that's got to be dangerous. There's a war going on around here. Like, like <laughs> so they'd have to like surround each other, probably and, like fight off yeah. people while they're trying. No, don't let him suck his dick. And then, like, and then everybody's like defending that guy. You know what I mean? And then it got. It was probably it probably was a really difficult thing to do. I like I like the talk that they have to have with the family right. of the warrior. Like your father was a great warrior, and when he died, I want you to know that twelve men sucked him off. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> or the other way around. Like, you know, the guy's taking somebody's work, and then he's killed, and then they have to tell the family. Like, That's what I'm died. saying, yeah. He died doing what he loved. Oh, yeah, yeah. Second dick. He took off his head while giving head. <laughs> I used to do a bit on that. <laughs> so, well, so here's the, here's the interesting thing. But That's not the interesting thing. No, no, it gets thing. more interesting. They a started, thick layer of peanut butter. But it was only for... <laughs> It was only for a period of time. So there's like a hundred years or something in there. Oh yeah. Where a, they were doing that. That's a pretty long time. Which means they had to stop it. Which means they had to then announce a change in policy prohibiting it. Which also means some guys didn't want to stop. <laughs> and there was problems. You know, like oh, come on, you know. <laughs> Horniest. <laughs> horniest. Horniest. Sir, Horniest is still swallowing the warrior's seed. It's like, but I just, I liked doing it. I don't want to stop. I still believe in it. I still believe it's where my power comes from. And if you believed, really, in because it, it was generations of warriors at that yeah. time, believed that that's where their power came from, maybe. And so they probably were scared to stop because then they're going to get weak. So they probably secretly did it after he was like, look, you know, there's been some dissent in the ranks. We're, going, we're not, no more. We're not doing it anymore. If, if you're not doing this as a bit, I'm going to. Wait a minute. <laughs> this is fucking beautiful. So then, so then what if? Yeah. Yeah. What about the day they announced it and they had to say, or no, why did they stop? Was it because the some of the some of the warriors were like, sir? Um, there's been if we could just uh, we have a suggestion. We don't mean to be rude or break ranks, but some of the men are becoming upset. <laughs> <laughs> they were losing good people. Uh, Here's a scenario: What if what if before they canceled all together? Like, sir, I have an idea. What if we were to go the night before the war? <laughs> Suck off all the great warriors and steal their power. Yes, and then run away. And then run and <laughs> meet them for war the next day. They'll be yes. weak. Lunch. Tired. We'll just have lunch with them. A brunch, we'll call yeah, it. breakfast. In between yeah. breakfast and lunch, a brunch. 
per se. And we'll sit with tea. And we'll sit with tea. And discuss our problems. Uh, what so if we blew them before? The other thing they did was they had the mentorship program. So later they had the mentorship program, which yeah. was uh, they basically, which was they taught young men how to love. Do you know about this? Where so the Greeks would take a twelve it's called year old Catholicism. Yeah, it is a lot like it. They would take a twelve year old boy, roughly twelve, and yeah. they would twelve thirteen, and then a, a man would select this young boy of right. good standing and good family, and take him and teach him how to love through fucking him so he would teach him what it was like to be to be physically loved and then that boy would then become a better husband to his wife and he would also keep men and boys in his life when he was an adult did you know that that's how that was in later greece so all right that's here's what i'm saying that's in greece too What a weird... So here, here's what I think. <laughs> That's a big jump. I think, here's what I think. Yeah. I don't think it's a coincidence that they did all that and invented yogurt. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody sits around <sighs> thinking... Good night, folks. <laughs> ropey or dairy. That's how you... That's how you end the podcast right there. I can't top that. No story I have... I haven't done that bit in a long time. Thanks. Hey, I used to do that bit. (laughs) A little bit I used to do. You think even Jesus at one point was like, I used to do this bit. (laughs) I turned water into wine. (laughs) That was crazy. People just lost their shit. People go crazy. My big clothes, though, I'd walk on the water. Oh, boy, they lost. They couldn't figure it out. (laughs) You had to find real shallow water. You had to time it with the tides. <laughs> Woo! Difficult. But they were all drunk on water. <laughs> they didn't know. That's great. All right, how do we end it? I don't know, man. Do you want me to... Can I... You want to sh- do one of your bits? <laughs> can I do a bit I used to do? <laughs> uh... I don't know. We have to look that up and see if it's if there's veracity to the thing. But I thought you were going to say. I listened to a whole book about Greek history, and I know it was in there, but I don't know where. It was like 23 hours of Greek history. Yeah. So I could never find it now. <laughs> I <could> never <laughs> find it now. You have Google. Yeah, I guess. Google Grease Boys. Grease sucking Boys? Dick. No. Just Google that in your machine. Put on your computer young men sucking warrior cock. Swallowing warrior seeds. Yeah, definitely type that into this your has Google. It's become an extremely homoerotic podcast. <laughs> I'm very I'm sure aroused. With it. Uh, right. I don't want to edit this, so. Um, <laughs> I don't want to edit this. <laughs> This is never going anywhere. So where do you find... Yeah, we've never put a podcast. <laughs> we've, we've recorded, we've recorded a ton of them. so many. Uh, Not one of them have made it to air. Really? No. Oh, my God. That's crazy. Really? For yeah. real? Yeah, for real. I thought I heard one. You know, you did that that dead parents thing. We never... I never... That was seen, a good one. That dude. was a good one. I never... I never... No, it never recorded. No, no, no. The one I did at your place and uh Oh, Savannah. yeah. Yeah. That sucked. <laughs> All right, you can follow me on Twitter at Malone Comedy or Instagram at Malone Comedy. What is it? 
Uh, everything's at Malone Comedy. At Malone and, Comedy. Uh, the one hour special comes out very soon. It's called I'm excited, dude. Laugh It'll be all after my shit. death. Laugh after death. Yeah, man. All right. And if uh, if a hundred thousand of you buy the special, <laughs> Mike will finally buy underwear. <laughs> And he will wear underwear for the rest of his life after that. This but, is a this is new me, baby. This is new me. Free balling. This is post Dorian. Free balling. Yeah. This is post Dorian Mike. <laughs> yeah. That's gonna be your next album. Post Dorian Malone. Post Dorian Malone. I love it. No underwear. No limit. That's gonna be the new album. Post Dorian. Post Dorian Malone. No underwear, no limits. Yeah. You've heard of Post Malone. Warriors. This is Post Dorian Malone. Warrior Seed only. Warrior Seed. Warrior Seed. <laughs> Post Dorian Malone, Warrior Seed. Oh, Christ. I got to go home. I love you. I love you, Goodbye, man. Mike Malone. Goodbye, everybody listening who's nobody. <laughs> yeah, man. That is it. That is it. That's the whole podcast. Mike Malone from MaloneComedy.com. And uh, com- comedian in the world. And um, man, we went deep into the paint. Hard into the paint on each other. A little bit of... A little bit of funny. <laughs> I love hanging out with Mike because we got no rules, you know? Um, so yeah, Mike Malone, comedian and um, guest on my podcast. Barefoot Comedy Show. This is the Barefoot Comedy Show. One of four. It's the Quad Pod. So enjoy our Quad Pod. Um... Get these episodes where wherever you get podcasts. They're everywhere. And uh, iTunes, everywhere else. But mainly barefootcomedy.com. Check it out. Website's right there. All the pictures you need. You can even see a picture of Mike's pretty face. It'll be up. And um, I think that's it. That's all I got. Next time, um, I don't know who it'll be, but I hope you'll dig it. And uh, check out our Barefoot Comedy Live dates. They're in, mostly in... Mostly Barefoot Comedy Live takes place in uh, Savannah, Georgia, in and around Savannah, Georgia. So if you want to come see a live show, come see a live show, man. We do fundraising and have my uh, headliner buddies come out um, this month, November. We have Michael Palisak. Michael Palisak from michaelpalisak.com, I think. Anyway, try to spell that and see what happens to you. Your whole family will shiver. Um, we're raising money for Parent University. Parent University helping... Um, Helping uh, low-income families learn how to give their kids a leg up with education. That's what we're doing. So check that out at barefootcomedy.com. And we'll see you next time on the Barefoot Comedy Show.